0: All right, guys, I'm coming at you live from my apartment today. We're going to be talking all Oscars, all the highs, all the lows, but mostly the lows. So let's get into it. Guys, so today we're going to be talking about everything that happened at the Oscars, which was actually quite a bit. I didn't watch the full Oscars. I'm going to have transparency, and I should give a disclaimer and say, guys, I'm in my apartment today, chilling, doing the live stream. Uh, Taylor and Scott are both sick. Plus, Cam had a doctor's appointment, so nobody was there to run boards. So I'm here doing everything. I'm like a DJ over here. I wish I could pan down the camera so that you guys could see. I've got my little board setup system here. I've got two laptops running everything. So hopefully this all goes smoothly. It's just going to be me and you today. Chilling in my apartment. I've got a cup of tea. Hopefully you guys have got refreshments. I'll be interacting with you guys in the chat. Let's just have a conversation. We'll keep things chill. So let's talk the Oscars. There's a lot of news that came out of the Oscars. I don't necessarily like watching award shows anymore. I used to. I used to be the kid where every award show season, me, my mom, my brother, my sister, we'd stay up all night and sit in front of the TV and and watch as these people won awards. And it was movies at the time that I couldn't even watch. I probably wasn't even old enough to watch, but I just loved seeing people win. And I still have uh, an element of that today. We're going to talk about Ki Hui Quan. I hope I pronounce his name correctly. Who won an award and used his time in winning the Oscars and being on stage to talk about his fulfillment of the American dream, which is so beautiful and something we so often look at and think is dead, but he is living proof that it is not. But first, let's talk about uh, Jessica Chastain. This picture is making us rounds and I get it. I get it. She's wearing a mask to the Oscars. You know, we're, we're a couple years out of this whole phase at this point, and people are judging her for being one of the only celebrities who's deciding to to wear a mask. Other people, some people are calling it a virtue signal, others are saying she's just doing it to protect herself, she doesn't want to get sick, she's got other things to worry about. I mean, it's personally not the choice that I would make, and she was captured taking off the mask here and there throughout the night. So we could question the efficacy of a choice like this and why she would want to do something like this when she's going to be around hundreds of people taking it off, putting it back on. Uh, To me, it's not the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's just a little funny haha. If anywhere in the world uh, this is going to be happening, it's probably going to be Hollywood. Hollywood loves a good virtue signal. Although it could just be that she is trying to maintain her health and wellness because she has other projects happening on the side and she doesn't want to get sick. There is an article out of the Hollywood Reporter, I believe, that says she's just doing this because she has other things to worry about and she is very scared of getting sick. And it really boils down to what we've been saying for what the past, I don't know how many years now, How many years has it been since COVID? (laughs) Uh, It's your choice. You can do whatever it is that you want with your body. Just don't go trying to enforce it on other people. And if she wants to show up in the Oscars with a black mask that matches her dress, then by all means, she has every right to do that. Just don't tell us what to do. And I think for the most part, you guys can agree with that. We asked you as a poll, did you guys watch the Oscars? I'm putting no. And 87% of you also said no. So are award shows dying? Did you guys used to watch award shows and you just don't do it anymore? Or has it always been something that you've stayed away from for the most part? Let me know in the chat. That's how I feel about Jessica Chastain. I'm not really that crazy about her making that choice, but... By all means, do what you want to do with your body. Now on to Jamie Lee Curtis, who won, I believe, Best Supporting Actress, and was asked how she feels about females and the Oscars and women being nominated, because this has been a hot-button issue, that we want equity, we want to see more women, we want to see female directors, which I believe there were no female directors uh, nominated for Best Picture this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. But... I believe there was over 60 women who were nominated for awards in the Oscars. I think we're doing pretty well. You all know how I feel about equity. I think it is unachievable. And if it is achievable, it's through great strength and bureaucracy and authoritarianism. So I don't want to see a 50-50 split of women and men at the Oscars, because what that signals to me is that you're no longer looking at the quality of films at the actual work put in and the actual result that is gleaned from that work. You're just simply trying to split it down the middle and create this equal outcome that everybody claims to want, but it's not going to be a good thing for us in the future. I want to see, sure, people who have done great work at the Oscars, if those people happen to be women fantastic. I will be cheering on those women. If they happen to be men, fantastic. Good work. Great job. Love the artistic nature of what it is that you do. But I don't need to see women in particular to feel represented, which I hope you all uh, agree with that you don't need to see somebody who exactly looks like you or shares your gender to connect with the work that they're creating and what you're seeing on screen. The great thing about movies in particular is that some of the themes, the morals, the values of these films transcend time, they transcend race, they transcend gender, and these things start to melt away when you sit in a movie theater and watch a great film, which I love to do. I'm one of those people who will just go to the movie theater alone, sit by myself, hang out, watch a movie, and it doesn't matter what skin color or gender the person who made the film is. Now, let's watch what Jamie Lee Curtis had to say about her Oscar win. Congratulations on this win. Thank you so much. Congratulations, I'm Tanisha Laverne Grant with blackinamerica.com. There are 65 women this year nominated for Academy Awards across various disciplines. How does it feel for you to be amongst that number? 65 is a big number
1: um, and proud. Um, And uh, obviously I would like to see a lot more women be nominated so that there's gender parity uh, in all the areas and all the branches. And I think we're getting there. We're not anywhere near there. And of course the inclusivity. Wait, what?
0: She said we're not anywhere near there. What else do you want to see? I don't understand because now we've pushed for racial equity. We've pushed for gender equity. Is she saying she wants like a a trans category? Because we'll get to that. Jamie Lee Curtis does have a trans daughter, I believe. So a biological male who is transitioning to female. And I'm not sure how that works as far as Oscar categories are concerned, but that sounds like what she's saying. She said, we have far more work to do.
1: That involves the bigger question, which is, do you, how do you include everyone when there are binary choices, which is very difficult and is the mother of a trans daughter. I completely there understand that. And yet, to degender the category, also, I'm concerned, will diminish the opportunities for more women which is something I also have been working hard to try to promote so it's a complicated question but I think the most important thing is inclusivity and more women I mean basically just fucking more women anywhere anytime all at once (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh. Just basically more women. That's what we want, right? Hashtag the future is female. We just need more women. It doesn't matter the quality of those women. Doesn't matter the work that they're putting out. We just need more women. <laughs> I'm over it. One of you guys commented, Roxy Ranth, shout out to you. To be fair, these award shows aren't based on anything. If I had a dollar for every Oscar nominated movie that no one has ever heard of, I could buy a house. I will give it to them. This year I have seen Uh, a lot of the oscar films that were nominated the one that i haven't seen which i do really need to get to is everything everywhere all at once i think that's what it's called and that was the winner of best picture a lot of conservatives have been shitting on the movie and saying oh it's not good and it's the worst best picture to ever win the oscars or whatever but i've heard really good things about the film i've heard uh general notes about what it's about I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that but mainly people on the internet saying it put them in a state of existential crisis they were thinking about their family relationships it was a heartfelt and a heartwarming movie to watch so i will give that a watch not solely because it won best picture but because i've actually heard a lot of good things about the film so i'm willing to set aside some of the judgments that i've seen so far just in order to to Uh, watch it. Now, the interesting point that Jamie Lee Curtis makes is that she says we want to step outside of the binary as far as award shows are concerned. She does mention that she is concerned that if we step outside of the binary, maybe women aren't going to be nominated as much. So if we create just these broad categories where anybody can be nominated, they're just going to throw a bunch of men in there. And I can assure her that it's not what's going to happen in Hollywood for a long time to come because they are so consumed with wokeism and virtue signaling and doing the right thing. I put that in air quotes because they are so often on the sidelines doing things that are not right at all, but they are so concerned with the appearance of doing the right thing that there will never be another Oscars where they are not, Fighting for gender and racial equity. She has nothing to worry about there. But on her point of stepping outside of the binary, she herself having a trans daughter, put that in air quotes as well, wouldn't the trans daughter still be adhering to the binary? You would be a person born male who was trying to transition to the other side of the binary, which would be female, meaning that the female category would be perfectly ripe for the picking, especially in Hollywood where they want that sort of stuff to be injected into everything that they do. So I don't understand the point she's making uh, in that to have her daughter be included or to have other trans actors and actresses be included, they would need to step outside of the binary. If any of you understand that, please explain it to me. (laughs) Because the very act of saying you're trans, to me, acknowledges the nature of binary sex. But That is neither here nor there, I guess. When Jamie Lee Curtis did win her award, we did see somebody who maybe wasn't so happy about that occurrence, and that is one Angela Bassett. Let's watch this clip that now has nearly three million views.
1: Jamie
2: Lee
0: Curtis! Look at Angela Bassett's face. (laughs) No clapping, just sad, 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 sad. And I feel like she feels as though she might have lost out on a racial equity opportunity that she feels as though she deserves. Because Angela Bassett has been known to be talking about the lack of Black representation in films, and she's very popular, having been in Wakanda forever. I know her from American Horror Story, and she talks at length about how she wishes to be more representative of black people and that the characters that she plays are strong black women. So that face of sadness, which we can watch one more time. I just want to, want to really hone in on that. I feel as though this came from a lack of, of racial justice on her part. Jamie
2: Lee! Got
0: it. Oof. it hurts. It hurts. Jamie Lee! <laughs> but I like Angela Bassett. I don't know why, uh, you would feel the need to not support a fellow woman who's also a fellow older woman. If we want to go based on the metrics that the left is, is running their mouths with right now, they're talking racism, they're talking uh, patriarchy, they're talking ageism. Jamie Lee Curtis is technically fulfilling one of those equity and inclusion roles that we're always screaming about, and that is being an older woman who's now standing on stage winning an Oscar. So Angela Bassett should be happy about that. She hasn't come out and commented about why she didn't clap. But if I had to guess, I would say it's something to do with watching a white person win an award that she thinks she deserves, or at least, at the very least, thinks another person of color deserves. And here's a little evidence to speak to that. Here's Angela Bassett talking about her
1: role in Wakanda Forever. Women who look like me in their resplendent glory were few and far between and had never been quite realized or seen before. Women who look like me in their resplendent glory were few Women and far Women who look between. like
0: me in their resplendent glory are few and far between. You know... <laughs> I don't know how long we get to run with this narrative for, and I'm waiting for the day that it goes away because there is so much black representation in film and TV now that I feel there is no possible way in 10 years from now you could still be complaining about a lack of representation in media. There's no way you would have have to have sewn your eyes shut to not see the amount of black actors and actresses that are all over the big screen these days. In fact, so much so that I think recent numbers looking at TV commercials, TV shows, actors and actresses in their demographics shows that black people are represented in film and TV more than the actual percentage that they are in the population, which right now is about 13%, roughly 13%. So... How long does the narrative last? Because I, as a young kid, remember watching Black characters all over my screen. We did a video about Proud Family, which is a show that I watched all the time as a young kid. I was watching uh, Dragon Tales as a young kid, which had Asian, Asian representation in it. Nihau Kai Lan as a young kid, also Asian. Raven Simone and That's So Raven, Black representation. There was so much to watch as a kid where... I could see somebody with a similar skin tone to me. Not that that mattered. But I just wonder how long this lie can continue to progress. And I'm curious what other characters that you guys saw in, in TV that were black that made you feel represented. Because that's what works for equality now, is just to see people who look like us. Family Matters uh, with Steve Urkel and Carl, and, uh, and what was his name, Deputy Carl? I think his name was Deputy, Deputy Carl who was a black police officer at the time. What more representation do you need? And how long can we continue with this narrative? Because now we've got a bunch of Asian people who won at the Oscars, black people winning at the Oscars. Although, you know, Will Smith was not the greatest representation of of black men when he won his Oscar, but that is neither here nor there. Tell Tell me how much further we need to go. (laughs) <laughs> Does it just need to be all women and all minorities next year and just no men, no no white people, just cancel them out and they are barred from from winning awards and that's when we finally even the scoreboard? Or are we still going to have complaints after that? And here's uh, Jimmy Kimmel talking about women yet again at the Oscars. Uh, they, there was a lot of backlash when people were talking about the fact uh, that, that James Cameron had not received Oscar nominations for Avatar 2, which was a long time in the making, put a lot of work into a lot of artistic vision. And Jimmy Kimmel responded, how does the Academy not nominate the guy who directed Avatar? Who do they think he is? A woman? (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. And I get it it's funny to virtue signal and make these jokes, but damn, 60 plus women were nominated for Oscars this year. How much more do you need? And Jimmy Kimmel, you know, the guy who does blackface and pretends to sexually assault women in his older videos, which you can all just look up on the internet. Is he really the representative for women's rights? (laughs) That should be the one to comment on this and to make the, the ultimate virtue signal of what do they think he is, a woman? Probably not. He's probably not your, your best representation. And Jimmy Kimmel himself, when a woman, Quinta Brunson, was winning an award for the work that she did on Abbott Elementary, wasn't he the guy that like interrupted her whole acceptance speech by laying on the ground dead and doing a comedy bit as she was receiving her award? Is this guy exactly the the representative that you guys want for your movement? I don't think so. I don't. But I do want to shout out what I think was an amazing Oscar moment, and that is Kiki Kwan, hope I'm saying his name correctly, winning Best Supporting Actor for his role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And if you guys haven't seen his acceptance speech, here it is. It is truly moving. He's got such a charismatic soft and just kind personality and here that is for you my
2: mom is 84 years old and she's at home watching mom
1: i just want an oscar
2: <laughs> my journey started on a boat i spent a year in a refugee camp And somehow I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. My mom
0: is. That is so sweet and so adorable. He said, my mom is 84 years old. She's watching from home. Mom, I won an Oscar. And just so adorable. And he talks about his life having lived in a refugee camp and then coming to the United States of America and seeking out this dream. And he, in part, achieved that dream when he was a child uh, in, in a movie alongside Harrison Ford. And then to years, years, decades later now, be on stage to win this award. What a wonderful moment for him. And you could see him in all the footage at the Oscars, just big smile, jumping around, so happy. And then when uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once wins Best Picture, he's just as happy as he was when he won his own award. So kudos to him for being on this journey, for remaining resilient and doing what it is that he loves to do and making it all the way to the top and doing it. And he says, this is what the American dream looks like. And the crowd erupts in, in applause, which I feel is so rare for a Hollywood crowd to be saying anything good about this country. But it shows that the American dream, yes, it still does exist. It might not look the same for everybody as it once did, if the, the white picket fence and the, the house with the mom and dad and two kids. But there is something still here to be achieved and there is a reason why so many people come here and want the opportunity to be here not only to pursue their passions but just to be an american citizen and have the rights that they get to exercise in this country and he's done an amazing thing in coming here and pursuing his passion to the fullest extent and i was just so happy to see this it's just so rare that you see a moment like this so many celebrities win their oscars and they use it as a moment to get on stage and tell you everything that you're doing wrong with your life or tell you about a movement that you should be in- invested in, that they care about and-, and so righteously that they want you to do the same. And if you're not, you-, you need to check yourself and you need to do something about it. Or they use their time to call out individuals, even though they themselves are probably contributing to some system of oppression somewhere. But to hear somebody just come up and be grateful, not only for the time that they've spent in the industry and the the work that they've done, but be grateful for those around them who have supported that work, who have bolstered their efforts to, to eventually be on this stage, and to say, yes, this is my idea of an American dream. This is what life looks like for me. What a beautiful thing to have worked so hard and gone through so much strife to be here in this moment and just show gratitude for it all. So... Shout out to him, what an amazing moment. Now, guys, we're gonna move away from the the Oscars. I saw Leo Haha says, everything everywhere all at once made me cry twice. So I guess I do need to watch this movie. In every single video that I saw on the internet of this film and people reviewing it, tears. Everybody was in tears. Everybody was saying they, they saw this movie and it made them call all their family members and it just changed their life in a way that changed their perspective on everything. So I'm excited to watch it. I said, I, I haven't watched it, I will watch it. It sounds like it, it's worth it at the very least. And if it's to see that guy <laughs> in the movie, it's, it's at the very least worth it just to see him do what he does best because what a what an happy person and what a grateful person for his position. Now, speaking of gratitude and, and being ungrateful, this video has been going viral on the internet, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's about a girl who went on a date and ended up leaving the date and blocking a man. Why? Because the restaurant asked him if he wanted to pay $3 for extra cheese on his burger, and he said no. Simple as that. Let's hear from the girl herself who went through this experience and see if we can justify this moment for her.
2: (laughs) Guys, I just got back from a hinge date. Why am I doing this to myself? So we scheduled to go to dinner. We are sitting at the restaurant. Seems very nice, not a catch fish. Things are going well. And the waitress comes over. She wants to take our order. And I said, "Okay, I'm gonna take the branzino." And he said, "I'm gonna take the burger." And the waitress asked him, "Okay, how do you like your burger?" I said, "How he likes his burger." And do you want some cheese on your burger? And he asked, "Is this gonna be extra?" And she says, "Yes, it's three dollars extra." And he said, "Okay, then never mind." Thing over there, and I'm like, "What the actual fuck?" I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my Branzino and see what happens. And he's like, oh, my God, you have to pay extra for everything these days. And I'm like, yeah, it's New York City. So I got my Branzino. He got his burger. We were eating. And once I was satisfied, I got up. And I was like, I'm going to the restroom for a second. And I took my purse. And I went to the waitress. And I was like, hey, I just want to pay the bill.
1: What?
2: I just paid the bill and walked out of the restaurant and I texted him. So I texted him, the check is taken care of. You should have gotten the cheese. And I blocked him. <laughs>
0: what? What did I just watch? What did I just watch? She said, I took care of the bill. You should have gotten the cheese. And she blocked him. Guys, I'm reading your, your comments, by the way. Some of you said, depends on the cheese. That was... Uh, who's that rye pie 51 depends on the cheese i'm sorry three dollars i guess if it's like super gourmet they made it back in the kitchen and the cows back there and you get to pet the cow afterwards then yeah i'll pay three extra dollars for the cheese to put on the burger somebody said the absolute horror that was tensulin 01 others are calling her her spoiled toxic wow cringy so strange omg she is so sassy Is this modern dating right now? Is this what, is this, are you guys on the struggle bus? Is this what you guys are going through if you're going on dates with women now? I cannot believe that. I mean, at least, at least she paid the bill before she left. So the guy got a free cheeseless burger out of it. But oh my gosh, the horror. How dare he not pay three extra dollars for uh, the cheese on the burger? Now, she doubled down on her comments because obviously this went mega viral Of people being like, what the hell are your life choices and why did you do this to a man who may have been frugal, may not have been. I live in LA. If you're trying to get a burger, it's already like 20 bucks and you want to pay an extra $3 to get cheese on it? Unbelievable. So you take a man who's, what, fiscally responsible? <laughs> He's just being responsible with his money and saying, you know what, I don't want to pay $3 for cheese on the burger. So you get up, pay the bill, leave and block him. There's got to be something else going on here. I like to think there's something else going on here. There's got to be another excuse for this, <laughs> not just for not paying for cheese on a burger. But this is Kind of what internet culture, I think, in a lot of ways is doing to women. Maybe she's just chronically online because there's this whole narrative now that I see all over TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff of if he's not absolutely perfect, if he's not Prince Charming, if you get the ick over one thing during your date, he's not for you. If he wanted to, he would. All this random rhetoric that you hear that is just horrible advice as far as being a young woman and trying to find a life partner or somebody to be with in in any sort of significant way. And now the threshold for getting up and blocking somebody at a dinner date is not getting the cheese on your own meal, (laughs) something she's not even going to eat if you don't get it the way that she wants it and pay the extra $3, you're blocked, ghosted. I'm just not understanding what the, what the thought process is here. Did that indicate to her that he was cheap or something? You guys let me know. I'm just not understanding how, how this works. <laughs> Somebody said box wine and cat food for her. Maybe she needs to be humbled. Maybe she needs to recognize that $3 for cheese is way too much. I could talk about this forever because this just blows my mind. <laughs> That this happened, and that poor man. I believe he responded on TikTok, and was just like, "Hey, I'm not. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like. I am not paying three dollars to put that on a burger." And he just said bye bye to this girl, as he should. Men know your worth. If a woman is causing this much trouble over something so tiny, just just get out of there. Just get out of there. Uh, Now. Some other stories that I'm seeing on the uh, feminist side of things, I guess, women have been marking this as a big win. This is, uh, women in Berlin can now swim topless in the city's public pools if they choose to. It's being hailed as a step forward for gender equality in the German capital. And here's a picture of a public pool, no women topless in this photo, sorry fellas. but. As far as I knew about Germany, I thought they were already pretty open as far as women being topless or whatever. And you can go to spas and bathhouses and things and and women are already running around topless. I can almost guarantee though, for the many men who probably think this is a big win, it's almost always, (laughs) it's almost always going to be women that you would not want to see topless in regular life who are engaging in this sort of activity and taking the uh the city up on its offer to be topless in public pools is this something that people would want to see implemented in america are there any women right now watching the stream who are hankering to go to the public pool and uh be topless i've never felt the urge i've never understood it you know there's a big free the nipple movement in america now where women are saying if men can run around shirtless Why can't we, and I gotta be honest, first of all, I don't see that many shirtless men running around for the most part, maybe at the beach, or if you're out at a pool day, of course there's shirtless men everywhere, but not just generally in public. Like I know it's semi-acceptable for men to be able to do that and nobody's going to bat an eye at them, but it's not something that you see very often, or at least I don't. And I don't understand this propensity that women have to want to fight to have their boobs out. I just, I just will never get it. Why do you want people to see that? Why do you want the opportunity to show people more of your naked body? Is it just because you, you want to know that the opportunity is there and you're not actually going to exercise it, you just like the idea of thinking that you could do that? Or is it something you would actually implement in your life given the opportunity to, to walk around topless? Because like I said before, when we're, when we're looking at stories like this out of Berlin and women can now swim topless in public pools or whatever, it's almost always the women you don't want to be topless for all you fellows out there uh, watching right now. I can't imagine women rejoicing hearing this news in the United States of America. Although maybe there are some some youngsters, maybe I'm just old maybe I'm 22 years old. <laughs> Maybe I'm just super old and I just can't relate to, to people anymore, and there are a bunch of people who would want to exercise this right. But here we are. I just did a panel on Saturday about feminism with Jubilee, and it was male feminists versus female anti-feminists. And the the video is not gonna come out for probably a couple months, but let me tell you how, how it went. I got to be honest, the uh, female anti-feminists were not great at backing up their positions. And I felt as though this was going to happen as soon as I arrived and I sat and talked to a couple of them. And this is not to shade them, but the things that they were saying just were certainly not on my wavelength as far as my understanding of anti-feminism. Not that I would even go as far as to say I am anti-feminist. I would just say I don't identify with the current feminist movement. But they were talking and saying, you know, I just think that all women who, all men who are feminists just want to get laid. And I, said, uh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I think some of them have daughters and wives and generally just believe that men, or women, when men and women are equal and they think that there's still a struggle present in our society to fight these things. And they're like, mm, I think they want to get laid. I'm like, Okay, this is going to be an interesting day. So we go out and the topics all start and it's four male feminists and four female anti-feminists. And I swear if we were getting graded for staying on topic, Fs would have been handed out, handed out to nearly everybody in the room. <laughs> it was all over the place. And I'm so curious to see the final edit because I think the final edit is just going to be a lot of me sitting and looking like this. <laughs> because there was just so much going on and it ended up boiling down to exactly what I thought it was going to boil down to. And that's that when you have feminists versus anti-feminists, the main point where you're all going to butt heads and the argument sort of falls apart before it's even began is that you all have varying varying definitions of what feminism is and what it looks like. And for the most part, all the male feminists were pretty reasonable. One of them was trans and was talking about the experience of transitioning from female to male. And I had several questions for that person. None of the questions that I could get out because we didn't have enough time and everybody was just talking over each other, but the male feminists, in my opinion, were far more reasonable than uh, the women who were on my side of things, but it's because their view of feminism was actually the traditional view of feminism, that men and women are equal and deserve equal opportunities, maybe not equal outcomes. So we just kept going back and forth over each other, over each other. So I'm just so curious to see how it comes out. And maybe most of the video is just gonna be me sitting there silent, (laughs) just looking confused at where the conversation is going, but uh, we shall see. In other news, I don't know if any of you guys are on Adderall or Vyvanse or taking daily stimulants, but apparently there is an issue now that a lot of women are taking to TikTok to talk about. TikTok to talk about. And that is feeling as though their Adderall prescriptions are somehow fake or that they are of lesser strength than what they are used to. And I was shocked to see how many women in particular are complaining about this issue, not because of the change in medication or getting a different prescription, but because I didn't realize how many American women are on daily stimulants. Let's take a look. At some of these videos,
2: you're you're one hundred percent not receiving Adderall. Coming from someone who has diagnosed ADHD and has been on this medication since I was nine, I'm currently twenty-six. I did some research because I haven't been able to function lately. So this is my bottle, and I swear to you, it used to say Adderall XR twenty milligrams, not deamphetamine. Honestly, I could be hallucinating, but I went and did my research, and the top article was Dexedrine versus Adderall. You can pause the read when comparing Dexedrine and Adderall directly. Adderall showed the ability to decrease symptoms of ADHD overall. And there was no evidence that dexedrine could. I personally think they're giving us dexedrine during this shortage. But that's just me. So there's
0: one. And uh, she's on Adderall. My day another on one.
2: That is not working. Currently 855.
0: For the record, it says
2: amphetamine ER 20 milligram salt combo
0: CP. And she says hers isn't working. So she goes on to take coffee to try and stimulate her brain because her Adderall is apparently. else's Vivans just not working lately. Like, I've been prescribed Vivans for.
2: Yeah, no, they're not working. Um, I had to go take a drug test for my new job. And so, of course, I woke up that morning, took my Vivans. Like, two or three hours later, I go do this drug screen. I just got my results back today. There's no amphetamines
0: in my system. And she's sad about that. She's like, there's no amphetamines in my system. I I passed my drug test. The horror. Here's another one. It's me or is anyone else's Adderall just
2: not working? Like, I'm on like a 20 milligram extended release. And I feel like ever since everyone's been talking about the shortage and stuff, like all the new uh, bottles that I get, I'm like, I feel like they only maybe work on some days or I have to drink like coffee to like maybe get it to kick in. I don't know. The FDA was like, y'all don't need meth anymore. Just go research some nootropics. So
0: here we are dude, guys, this is scary seeing these videos. Some of you are commenting and saying that there's a shortage also in the UK. Others have said, well, you build up a tolerance over time so that can slow down as as things go go on and uh, you need more in order to be stimulated in the same way. Some of you said these women are desensitized. Yeah, it's really strange. The first thing that I thought of was like, Honestly, no concern for the shortage in itself, more concern about why the hell are so many just women. I guess TikTok is the main, is mainly going to be women as far as people who are creating videos. So I'm sure this is a uh, all gender problem, but these women in particular, and there's more videos as you can see here of other women complaining about it, about not being medicated and not having stimulus that's crazy. What would you What would you guys do if just uh, if all drugs were in shortage or we weren't producing or manufacturing them? Our society, it seems, would fall apart. At least, one hundred percent not receiving Adderall. Oh, my gosh, she's still angry about it. That's why the video went on again. Uh, that's kind of scary to think about how many people who are drug dependent in this day and age, where if they don't have access to their medications, they're experiencing withdrawal symptoms. They are low energy. They don't have enough stimulation to go about their days and do their work. And in looking at those videos and hearing from those women, they all look like generally okay, able-bodied women. I know with mental issues and things like that, ADHD, ADD, it's hard to physically see the symptoms on somebody, but all of them are struggling with daily stimulation and are in need of Adderall and amphetamines to, to go through their days. That's crazy. I mean, to me, it says that the world is over medicated. I know there are people who will get pissed off about that take and say, no, that's not the truth. And people need these drugs and it helps them function, but maybe what? (laughs) That's a lot. It's a lot of daily medication. And from the very little reading I've done about Adderall, I've done on Adderall, not taking Adderall, not reading while taking Adderall, but reading I've done on the subject of Adderall, uh, it shows that it's probably not that good to be taking on a daily basis. I just would love to see the, I'll say simulated experience of what a drug shortage would look like in the United States of America. I don't want to go through the real thing because I don't know that we would survive it. But if you simulated a drug shortage in America, you would have hundreds of thousands, millions of people who were up shit's creek at that point. And I'm not talking about drugs that people need for diabetes or cancer. I'm talking about, you know, the the Adderalls, the, the stimulants, in some cases, antidepressants, not in all. I know there is, is nuance to the conversation here, but it's just so wild to see all these women who are just blitzed out of their mind waiting for real Adderall and taking to social media to talk about the fact that they don't have their amphetamines anymore. Let's hear from some of you in the comments. Somebody said, I used to trip out badly and it never helped me stay awake at all. That's interesting. I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's typical. Clearly these women are getting some sort of stimulation from these drugs hard day at work, drink, stress from boss, cigarettes, drugs or stimulants for every emotional situation. That is how it seems in uh, today's day and age. People would rather be medicated than solve their problems in any other kind of way. And we all know that that is just a big win for big pharma. They all want you to be medicated and chronically ill and obese and depressed and anxious because that means there is more money in their pockets. And who doesn't want more money in their pockets uh, with the way that our society functions currently? Why wouldn't they? We all watched during the whole COVID pandemic as people with vested interest in, in big pharma push for you guys to get vaccinated. And if you were feeling unstable staying at home or feeling like you needed stimulation from the outside world world, or maybe being social and going to school, ah, there's, a, there's an antidepressant for that. So don't even worry about it. Guys, we are going to get into super chats. I saw that you sent a few. If I've missed any... I apologize in advance because I'm running the show on my own here today. I'm doing all the boards, doing the laptop stuff, making sure everything stays up and running. So if I missed any of your super chats, I do apologize. Hopefully, Taylor's keeping track of them and I will get them uh, on Wednesday. From Lex, thank you for your super chat. I find this all so strange. There have been strong black characters in shows for years. Did you ever watch the show Smart Guy? I loved it growing up. No, I've never seen the show Smart Guy. I'm going to let's look it up. The show's smart guy. And I saw somebody commented and said, you know, this isn't very Morgan Freeman of, of the show to be talking so heavily about race because famously Morgan Freeman says the way that we solve racism is to stop talking about it. I just want to say, we talk about race in response to those who push the narrative of racism in this country. We talk about it to dispel it, to show how unimportant it is, not to validate its importance. And I get that it can be somewhat counterintuitive, to an extent. But when the primary narrative is that this country is racist, that media is racist, that movies are racist, that the Oscars is racist and sexist, I feel as though somebody must respond (laughs) because there's so many people being inundated with that lie and with that narrative. And like me, when I was younger, they're just soaking soaking it all up and uh, pushing it back out into the world and feeding it back out into the world. Let's hear from another one from Alex Senteas. Thank you for your super chat. Hey, Amala, I think you're seeing more and more what guys have to go through. Most women are like this, but they usually won't admit it because it makes them look bad. Y'all, I don't know what women you guys are talking to. I've never met a woman yet that would leave a date because a man did not want $3, a $3 piece of cheese on his burger. And if you guys are saying that's how most women are, I mean... I guess to some ex- some extent it must be true, but that video did go viral because women were commenting and saying, what the hell is your problem? There's something wrong here and you should have stayed because you could have had a perfectly fine, nice, kind man to go on multiple dates with and maybe start a relationship with, but you couldn't do that because he was financially responsible. So I hope that most women are not like that. I don't know. Ladies, let me know. Did did anybody watching this stream right now agree with what that girl did? Or see, see it in a way that validates her perspective on it? Because I'm just not getting it. Another one from Alex. Yes, Amala. That woman thought he was being cheap. And this is modern dating today. I suggest you look up Nora Vincent. She went undercover as a guy. Nora Vincent. So she went undercover as a guy and started... Oh, a self-made man. Okay, this is Nora Vincent, I, I I, presume. Okay, of Nora Vincent who chronicled passing as a man. Oh, passed away. RIP, RIP Nora. So I was not expecting that news. I don't mean to laugh at the fact that uh, she's passed away, but I was not expecting the second half of that headline to read, read as such. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'll look into Nora Vincent and see. This could so she passed away in 2022, so I wonder when her last bit of of work was and how recent her chronicling of passing as a man is. But I don't doubt that there are many women who are very much like that in the modern dating world right now. We see videos of young girls talking about what salary they expect from a man and how they expect them to provide and always be there and basically treat her like a princess while she basically does nothing so I'm not, I would not be shocked to hear that a lot of women are doing similar, engaging in similar antics on dates. From Dash Fortune says, Amala, as you sometimes do Fox News as a panelist, are you allowed to go on TimCast? I seem to remember people at Fox sing- signing something that makes them unable to appear on his show. Happy Monday. Dash, I am allowed to go on TimCast and I have been on TimCast before. You can check that out. Uh, Just type in Timcast and my name and you'll find the episode that I did. It was a few months ago, I believe. Uh, So yeah, uh, there's no contract. I don't know if if maybe if you are a Fox News correspondent or a Fox News contributor, maybe there's sort of some sort of contract that you sign, but I don't have a contract with, with Fox News. So I've been on Timcast. Lex says, I grew up in a small hippie town where a lot of people would swim nude or topless. Naked doesn't have to be sexual, and I think we need to learn to be more comfortable in our own bodies. I agree to an extent. I do think it's different just based off of nurture for the most part. Like I said, in Germany, you, which is where this story was coming out of, there are people who are just desensitized completely to toplessness and all this stuff. I think the American economy in particular functions a lot on selling sexuality and sexualizing not just women, but both genders. So it'd be a far more difficult transition to make in this country than it would be in a country where maybe a bare chest is not as sexualized. By the way, guys, before we get into more super chats, I want to let you know, we now have Spotify video for this podcast. So you can watch the video version of this podcast on Spotify, which is super cool. I don't really listen to podcasts, uh, outside of on YouTube. But now that we're on Spotify, you guys should go and check it out. Plus there is a page down below in the description where you can sign up for my email and newsletter. And we are going to pick 10 people that sign up through email and send them a mug. Not this mug. The mug is actually going to have the unapologetic logo on it <laughs> and the PragerU logo on it. And we'll pick 10 of you send you the mug. I'll also write you a little handwritten note and send that over to you. So if you want to sign up for the email newsletter, go to the description down below. I don't have the mug here in my apartment, but I'll show you guys on Wednesday exactly what that looks like. Okay. Next super chat. Nixiality. Thank you for your super chat. Says my mom is a psych nurse. She got me on Adderall and it actually made my autism worse. Yeah. I've heard from a lot of people that say that it has not... Uh, help them at all or maybe they relied on it for too long and then it was like a crash-and-burn period of getting off of it and going through a withdrawal and not knowing what regular what their regular brains are supposed to feel like and I imagine that could be the case for any sort of drug that you're taking but Adderall is just Yeah, just seems like a strong thing to be taking on a daily basis. It does indeed. Let's see another from Lex. smart guy was about a black child who had a crazy high IQ and ended up going to high school at like 10. So not just black representation, but intelligent representation. Ah, you know what, Lex? I think you got it mixed up because the first piece of media to ever show black intelligence was actually Wakanda forever. (laughs) I couldn't even get that out uh, all the way with a a straight face. Uh, Wakanda forever much like Jennifer Lawrence uh, in The Hunger Games, they think they're the first people to ever do anything. Uh, As we all saw in that J-Law clip where she said, I was the first, you know, action female protagonist to ever grace the silver screen. Oh my goodness. But I will check out Smart Guy. Maybe maybe I have seen it before and it's going to unlock some sort of nostalgia. Like when you see old toys you used to play with in kindergarten and stuff and just old shows. I got a TikTok on my For You page Of Dragon Tales last night. That was like a five minute clip of Dragon Tales. And I just sat there in awe. Remembering all of my childlike wonder. and My childlike innocence. (laughs) That is now gone. (laughs) Uh, Alex, Centia, says she passed away because she went undercover as a guy for like one year. And felt so, so bad for what most men have to go through. That she was self-defeated. Wow. Uh, That's depressing. That seems like a huge black pill. I don't know that I... Ever want to experience such despair. Uh, Rest in peace, Nora. I will check out the book and and read it and see. Maybe we should do a book club or something. Shock therapy, WIW. Angela Bassett will get payback. Jamie Lee Curtis will never be competition for her at the BET Awards. (laughs) Damn straight. (laughs) Unless we start to accept transracial people. Uh, Then Jamie Lee Curtis might have a chance after all. Maybe she'll run up there and become one of those uh, Rachel Dolezal copycats and uh, or Ollie London. And uh, we will. She will indeed uh, get payback and beat the competition at the BET Awards. Let's see, Taylor sent me some other super chats that I might have missed. Brandon Reynolds, thank you for your super chat, said, I'm glad that Brendan Fraser won. Yeah, Brendan Fraser seems like such a nice guy. And he's been on a tear this year, winning awards for The Whale. That's another movie that I need to watch. The only reason that I haven't watched The Whale is because it looks like it is going to gut me. And I don't want to be in a ball of tears and depression. (laughs) I don't want to knowingly walk myself into an experience like that. But From all the stuff that I've been seeing of the awards that he's been winning, his acceptance speeches, and just how gracious and kind and uh, just so deserving he seems, I want to watch The Whale just for purely that experience. The Autistic Professor, thank you for your super chat, says it's so weird that I used to think I would thrive in academia because I was counting my marginalized identities, but none of that seemed to matter when your beliefs are nuanced. Hated my meds for ADHD. Love this show. Thank you so much, autistic professor. Yeah, when I was in school, (laughs) even when I was super lefty, radical, fight the man, you know, every time I applied for scholarships in anything academic uh, whatsoever, I was told, you know, when you're filling out the little card, don't put that you're biracial, don't put black and white, just put black, because being a part of that marginalized identity is going to take you so much further than saying that you're black and white. So I had hinged a lot of my, I don't know, self-love, I guess, and self-acceptance on the black identity rather than the white identity, which is just so crazy to think. And it's so crazy to think that they're encouraging people to do the same with whatever your respective identity group is, whether it's You know, you're Asian or black or female or you're autistic or you struggle with ADHD or whatever. That does not have to define you. It really doesn't. And you should give a little bombastic side eye to anybody (laughs) who asks you to define yourself by that. It's just so unnecessary and it's just not going to help you in the long run. It might help you momentarily, especially in the moments we're in right now where it's incentivized and people love to virtue signal. Uh, but in the long run, I feel like you'll look back on it and go, that was wasted. That was a waste of time, wasted experience. YJ, thank you so much for your super chat. No message there. Uh, but thank you for your support. Abracadabra also just commented, I'm watching the stream from the beginning. Everything Everywhere All at Once is an amazing film. and deserved every single award it got, especially Best Film, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Well, there you have it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I am going to watch The Whale. I have a feeling both will make me cry. I'm an easy crier in, in films. Uh, just easy to tug at the heartstrings for me. So I'll, I'll have to watch them and give my thoughts when I do. I was surprised. I saw people coming after the film. Like I think I saw Matt Walsh, maybe Ben Shapiro. I don't know if Ben Shapiro did and said, "All oh, the movie sucked. It was, you know, the worst film to ever win Best Picture. And I feel like that's an exaggeration. But to each their own. Charlize their own. <laughs> oh, I make that joke and it's not funny. Dark Genie, thank you for your super chat. Since, since we're talking about movies, you should check out... Uh, oh, Ghibli Studio. Yes. Packed with symbolism, nicely, pack, nicely paced, unique. Look up Spirited Away. Dark genie, I'm going to have... Here's a surprise for you. <laughs> I have checked out Spirited Away. And I love Spirited Away so much that I have Haku on my arm. So uh, I'm very familiar with Hayao Miyazaki. Love his work. I also have the pendant from Castle in the Sky tattooed as well. Although that uh, cannot be shown on camera. So I do have that tattooed as well. So I have a deep love for Hayao Miyazaki and his films. And those will always be at the top of my list as far as films are concerned. I've just... And this is probably a mixture of nostalgia, not just the fact that these films are so beautifully animated and so beautifully built as far as the, the world building and the storytelling and the character development. But it's also just, I I watched it as a kid and you, you never truly top those magical moments you had as, as a child that just stick with you. So needless to say, love, 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 love those films. Anyways, guys, I think that's it for the show today. I don't know if you can tell, but I was a little anxious. I had so much going on over here. (laughs) I think it went smoothly for the most part. (laughs) You guys stuck with me. There's quite a few of you here. Thank you guys so much for watching. Tomorrow, we're going to be giving an update to the Jeffrey Marsh story. A lot of you sent me DMs on Twitter asking me to cover it. Also, MW, thank you for your super chat. I appreciate that. You asked me to cover the Jeffrey Marsh story because there's been an update involving a woman who's being doxed now for calling out grooming of children on TikTok. So that will be the subject of tomorrow's video. It's a, it's a tough one and one that needs to be addressed thoroughly so we're coming to bat for that woman who has now unfortunately apologized to the woke mob but we'll discuss that more later a couple more super chats lex said you should watch orange is the new black i just rewatched it and it blows my mind how much blm stuff was in it years before the riots oh i've seen orange is the new black i used to really love that show for the most part i thought it was a, such an interesting storyline and a really curious thing to explore and it seemed like they actually took time in trying to explore what it's like to be in prison accurately. Obviously, it's not the most accurate thing in the world. It's fiction. But the show was interesting. And then it got super racialized and went all over the place. And yeah, but I, I have seen that show. Gene the Jew, thank you so much for your super chat. No message, but I support I support your support. I meant to say I love your support, I appreciate it, but I also support your support, (laughs) guys. Thank you so much for watching. I'm glad you got to just chill with me in my apartment today. Uh, Next time, we'll we'll work things out. It still needs soundproofing and we need to get more savvy on the technological front, but you know, I, I deem myself capable. I think I can learn we're only we're only up from here i'm on a roller coaster that only goes up my friend (laughs) guys thank you so much for watching and spending some time with me hope you have a fantastic rest of your day we'll see you tomorrow with that jeffrey marsh video and with a couple of shorts throughout the day and yeah go hang out follow me on other platforms instagram twitter TikTok, and uh dm me we'll have conversations over there plus if you want to Communicate with other like-minded individuals join a little community. You can go to my discord Which is also in the link in the description down below join there We have a bunch of active members on there who are just constantly talking to each other sending each other memes pictures of their pets food They're making having political debates you name it It's happening over on discord and remember to sign up for the email and newsletter That's in the link in the description down below. We will be sending out ten mugs and ten little handwritten notes to uh, people who we choose from that email list. If you're already signed up for the email list and you're already dedicated to getting the newsletter every week, don't fret. You are also signed up to be chosen from the pool of people. So no need to go in and re-log in your email or anything like that, but feel free to sign up and maybe you'll get an unapologetic mug in the mail. Guys, thank you so much for watching and I'll see you tomorrow,
1: bye.